This Moment Outdoors is brought to you by L.L. Bean, official partner of the National Park Foundation for the Find Your Park movement. is a multifaceted job, one that requires you to call on all your skills to bring a park to life, much like the Grand Canyon's resource education rangers you just heard, with a brief song designed to invite kids to be stewards of a park. Whether it be through music, research, education, conservation, or day-to-day administrative work, rangers give their all to the places they have sworn to protect, which is why every year the International Ranger Foundation sets aside July 31st as World Ranger Day. If you've listened to past episodes, you know our Rangers Make the Difference series began in part to celebrate World Ranger Day and to highlight National Park Service Rangers who have gone above and beyond. Today's episode, while unique in its focus, is no different. I'm Jason Epperson, and on this episode of America's National Parks, the role the art of music has played in helping our rangers bring the parks to life. We start at the birthplace of jazz, New Orleans, and the New Orleans Jazz National Historical Park, where almost every day you can take in a live performance from a jazz artist, many of whom are rangers. Here's Ranger Dave Stoughton, Chief of Interpretation, with music from Bruce Barnes, Matt Hampsey, and Stephen Dale. that we are interpreting. It is the fact that New Orleans is the birthplace of jazz. influence here in New Orleans from all different areas of the city. New Orleans was a culturally diverse, ethnically diverse, uh, everything diverse center and the biggest city in the South. And all of those things led to the birth of jazz here. Located in the heart of New Orleans French Quarter, 
The park's primary visitor center is located at 916 North Peter Street. It's a great starting point to learn about the history and culture of New Orleans jazz. The New Orleans Jazz Museum, located nearby, features a world-class performance venue with the museum on the second and third floors. The vocals you just heard were by Bruce Sunpie Barnes, a musician and composer, a naturalist, a black and white portrait photographer, a television and film actor, and a former professional football player with the Kansas City Chiefs. And his musical talents aren't limited to jazz and piano. In fact, he's one of the world's best Zydeco musicians. Oh, and he's a full-time National Park Service ranger. Barnes travels to perform at parks throughout the South. Here he is at the John Lafitte Barataria Preserve, discussing the importance of the islands, swamps, and marshes south of New Orleans to black Americans, and performing a song with Underground Railroad Freedom Singers, Erica Falls, Elaine Foster, and Joshua Walker from the Visitor Center Trail. Run, Mary, run! <laughs> run, mother, run! <laughs> run, Mary, run, I say! You got a right to the tree of life. Little Mary, you got a right! You got a right to the tree of life. Hillbrook children, you got a right! You got a right to the tree of life. Come to tell you, you got a right! You got a right to the tree of life. Got a right, you got a right. You got a right to the tree of life. Run, Mary, run. <laughs> run, mother, run. <laughs> run, Mary, run, I say. You got a right to the tree of life. Little Mary, you got a right. You got a right to the tree of life. Hebrew children, you got a right. You got a right to the tree of life. Come to tell you you got a right. You got a right to the tree of life. Children gone, you got a right. You got a right to the tree of life. Got a right, you got a right. You got a right to the tree of life. Run, Mary, run. <laughs> run, mother, run. <laughs> run, Mary, run, I say. You got a right to the tree of life. We're in the Barataria unit of the Jean Lafitte National Park, and this is the 30,000-acre wetland preserve, which is one of uh, six different units. Also downtown in New Orleans, right on Decatur Street, 419 Decatur is the headquarters office, uh, where they have wonderful tours in the French Quarter. Barataria Preserve is a very unique spot, and ironically, the same area that uh, privateers or pirates like Jean Lafitte was smuggling uh, enslaved Africans uh, through the waterways like Bayou Coquille and Bayou de Famille. This is the same place that uh, escaped Africans found a safe haven there and created and had maroon villages here in this area. So, uh, and things here were very different in South Louisiana. A lot of people know about the Underground Railroad as a way to try to travel north uh, to seek freedom. Well, if you lived in South Louisiana, for example, uh, much easier, much shorter route to merge into the wetlands, into the swamps, and disappear. Very, very hard to make it all the way to Ohio or Indiana. If you didn't know anything about those states, never seen them, and you lived basically in a seven or 13 mile radius. Uh, but people use this as a route. So instead of going north, they really went south. They went into the swamps. Uh, a lot of them were able to board vessels that were going out of the Mississippi River, out into the Gulf of Mexico, and out into the Caribbean and to the greater world.
Music plays an important role at so many of our historic sites, from the Star-Spangled Banner at Fort McHenry to the Folk Festival at Lowell National Historic Park. But music was also important before Europeans arrived. At the Knife River Indian Village's National Historic Site in North Dakota, Mandan Hidatsa flute player and storyteller Keith Bear uses music and story to bring to life the culture of the Upper Missouri River. Tushkash. In the Mandan words, I greet you. Tushkash. It's a greeting that we've used to many different people as they travel across this land. We call ourselves the Nuwata, the people. The Nuwata lived here. The Nuwata people, the people of the land. We lived here for thousands of years, and when we did live here, we lived in the earth. Our stories say that we came from the earth. We climbed up the root of the grape. We climbed up that root and many of us came up to this land until one who was too big with child, she was told to wait. But she wanted to bring her child into a new world and that branch broken. So many are still under the ground waiting to come up. And when we came up here, we didn't want to take the life of our brothers to build a lodge. We had always been protected by the earth, so when we made our lodges, we dug the dirt down. Our center poles were like the four directions. They were powerful. When we needed help, we turned to those four powerful directions. Those trees were cottonwood trees because they grow here along the Missouri River. They're very tall and they're very beautiful and they give us homes and they give us shields and they give us weapons and they give us toys for our children and they give us medicine, they give us comfort and they give us many things. They sing to us. Even in the middle of winter we can walk and hear their beautiful leaves crunching under our feet and we wish for the springtime to come when the leaves dance against each other in the sky. The sixth direction. The sky is so beautiful, it, it's blue, it's full of water. And when that water touches the earth, it makes all good things grow. So we live there in the earth, and we are like the roots of that grass, and we are like the roots of that tree. We depend upon that water to feed our children, to nourish us, and to wash us, and to cleanse us, and to take all those bad things away from us, because we are a part of the earth. Nuwata people. We always lived in our lodges here along the river. Down below the trees, and below that coyote land, when the wind blows so cold in the wintertime, freeze your skin to put it out there. But we come here inside the lodge. We laid here and listened to the fire crack. We laid here and could smell the soup cooking. As we laid here in these lodges, we looked up and we saw the branches. And we dreamed about the day coming very soon when we would once again walk along those riverbanks among those giant cottonwood trees in that hot, thick willows, the willows that give life to our people. And so from that earth came the Mandan, the Hiraata, the Nuwata, 
and the people of the willows. And so that's where we have lived for a thousand years. And we hope that we will remember those places for a thousand years. Because in those lodges lives our hearts. And in our hearts lives the memories of those who have gone before us. And in our hearts we know that once again, when they take us outside, when our spirit leaves this world, we return to the most beautiful home of all, our Mother Earth. So I'm very proud that I can say I am one of those people. Those that lived in the Earth Lodges, and those are the ways of our people. And if you come here to look upon this land, not all those hills are empty. Take a look. You might be able to walk inside and listen. You might be able to hear the heartbeat. Music can tell us so much about our history, but rangers use music for other reasons too. Ranger Tori Anderson, who now works at North Cascades National Park, was formerly a wildlife education ranger at Yellowstone. Her interpretive programs feature music to help people think about their connection to the land. Here she is in Yellowstone's Indian Creek Campground, performing at the end of her program about grizzlies. And not only do I think it's important to protect Yellowstone and that you guys will do that. I also feel like it's important to protect all of our natural spaces, all of our public lands. Uh, and the only way that we'll do that is if we have people like you who care, who care about communicating the beauty of this world to others. And I communicate through song. It's kind of the way that I get out my own feelings. And I think everyone has their own way of communicating. So hopefully by listening to the song, the lyrics of the song, it'll spark you to think about what Yellowstone means to you, what all these natural spaces mean to you, and how you can protect them, even when you're not here in Yellowstone anymore, even after you go back home. So uh, it's called the Yellowstone song. Uh, feel free to sing or dance as you wish. Save. 
Even if I don't know why it's here for sure I know it's worth A place in this world recording from Benjamin Evans. We'll embed the video in the show notes at nationalparkpodcast.com, along with all the performances you heard on this episode. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. If you're interested in RV travel, give us a listen over at the RV Miles Podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys at OurWanderingFamily.com. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.